Hello, and thank you for listening to Tales Before Slumber, an adult bedtime story doing chapter by chapter the novel Lady Constantine's School for Maudlin and Mischievous Young Ladies. This week we're going to be listening to chapter three. We're your brand new podcast. Kindest and nicest thing you could do for us right now would be to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us some stars and some good feedback and share with friends and family. All right, this is chapter three, and you're going to be introduced to Daria. Daria watched the water for days. It was a game her governess taught her when she was large enough to cause a fuss. If she focused and unfocused her eyes, time blurs at the edges. No longer sharp enough to catch, time can slide by unnoticed. It had been the only useful thing the governess had taught her. Every other lesson left them both red-faced and in a match of wills, two tigers circling and nipping like the illustration in her father's books. The lesson, like most things, Daria counted as learned and wise, was not a lesson so much as a discovery, a brilliance that kept her from handing her precious mind and will over to long hours of languages that she had no wish to speak and dances that she had no intention of following. Still, the woman gave so much effort towards bettering her, it was only right to credit her with something. Now, that governess was years and a continent away. Now, there was an entire ocean in front of and behind her. Now, she was being tossed in the air again. And this time, it hardly bothered her. America, a place full of wild and untamed. There was the matter of the boarding school her uncle was taking her to. She might run off. There was even a circus where a woman performed tricks with a gun. Daria would love to do that. She found her father's gun once. It might have been the only time he had spoken with her, though it was not so much to her as about her and not so much talking as it was yelling. She did not notice when he left. She sat still on the bench facing a circle window, imagining a different, more varied life, something that could live up to the excitement others had when they heard of her unconventional upbringing. There were so many places, an estate in the country that gave way to a townhouse in the city that blurred into an appointment so far it required a ship, trains, horses, and even much to her delight, an elephant. There were even schools, schools that admitted her thanks to her parents' money and her uncle's position. The other girls would clamor to her side to hear the romantic tales that shifted and glinted in new ways every time she told them. Parents dead of plagues or Bengal tigers. A local village had adopted her as one of their own, teaching her medicines, languages, and dances that even the most liberal dancing instructor could not have dreamed. Her father, who was caught stealing from the government, wandered into a jungle never to return. Her mother dead from starvation, a brain fever, or even a murder plot. No one ever believes that each facet combined made up the truth. Her uncle, was her only family left, and he was never amused when her antics interrupted his voyages. She was with a disinterested governess that her uncle hired on the continent to head with them towards the new world, a new place to be left until she dreams up a spectacular stunt to escape, the circus, a girl gunslinger, the wild west. All of it was so possible she just put her feet on land. America, the land of outlaws and of adventure. 
a country she could form herself. The box was where she had found it that morning, taking its space in her goldfish Moby's bowl. Daria had yet to investigate, hoping to draw the mystery far out to eat the hours of boredom with possibility. An entire hour of waves felt as though her patience was proved and her ability to resist was laudable. She plunged her fingers in to pull out a perfect replica of a pirate's chest. It rested in the palm of her hand. The lock was ornate and each piece of wood carved and fastened. It took a sewing needle to pry open the latch, a ring sized to her pinky finger, a pearl glowed set with the silver octopus tentacles that made the prongs. This new governess had the skill of stillness, something Daria did not note until the movement she swung her door open. It was almost a vignette, an automaton waiting for a gear to turn. In the later years of her life, Daria would wonder if she had heard clicks of machinery. Daria showed the new governess her ring. The governess sucked the air through her teeth. Best to throw that over and be a good girl at your school. Your blessed uncle chose for you. Daria had no interest in anything that had the possibility of making her a good girl and placed the ring on her finger, rushing off to thank her uncle. He shook his head seeing it. You got someone's attention. Didn't you give it to me? Did you not would be more proper. Do you learn nothing from the woman that I employ? He held her chin in his hand, shaking his head, but with a grin setting the edge of his mustache up. No, Minnow, I did not give you that ring. Do you know who did? I know it means you have a big change of plans. Don't I get a say? A say? You said yes when you put the ring on. The ring itself is a binding contract. You'll be attending your mother's old school. I'll write the Academy in America directly and inform them that you have inform them that you have been enrolled elsewhere. It will greatly relieve them, or they may just think I threw you overboard myself. Daria saw the clench of his jaw. He touched the ring, placing his large hand over hers. You did not know my sister well, little minnow, and someday we will have to have a long talk about her, but not today and not now. She was happy at school, possibly happy for the first time. I could tell by how few letters she sent. Since you are so much like her, I believe you'll be content there as well. Daria made a rush back to her rooms. The governess was gone and Daria did not think to ask what had happened to her. She sat opposite the fishbowl and tried to rein her mind in. It became hard to consider the details. When she let her eyes go unfocused, watching Moby swim in eternal circles around the castle, that appeared in the center of his bowl. It took longer than she would ever admit to pinpoint when she was no longer rocking on a boat, following gold scales that flicker and flit. And when she was sitting as she had been, not a muscle moved, but the view is of the forest far below and the windowsill was not a circle of wood, but a high arch of stone from a tower in a fairy tale book that was read to her when she was little and she still possessed something that resembled a family. Two hands grab hers. Two identical faces with differing emotions were deep in Daria's personal space. Deep breaths. It's gonna take a minute. I'm Bridget and this is my sister Mary. It took us days, but 
there wasn't anyone to tell us what was what when we got here. We know loads now. What is what? Silly, you're at school. You're wearing the ring. You must have said yes. Daria nodded, focusing her eyes regarding Moby as the goldfish swam, adjusting to his new world without a sign of distress. She took his example, deciding to like these two girls and to follow them wherever they decided she should go. It was how every adventure should start, and she was more than ready for her adventure to begin. Thank you so much. The next chapter will be next week, hopefully on Friday. And if you would like to hear more about the books and Blackwater Manor, the game that this novel is based on, please head over to owlentwine.com. We are a brand new podcast. We do not advertise. So any sharing you do with your community, friends, and family is so deeply appreciated. If you hear anything in these chapters that you think I need to reconsider, could you please do me a huge favor and send me a message on the contact us page on owlentwine.com. I am doing the editing right now and I am very grateful for feedback. Thanks so much everyone and I will see you on bedtime at Tales of Slumber um, next week.